from San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about how the tone of your voice and the timing of your conversations ultimately determine the success of your conversations. And philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche had this to say about conversations and about tone. He said, we often refuse to accept an idea merely because the tone of voice in which it has been expressed is unsympathetic to us. And I realized that and I'm like, guilty Mm. as charged. So it's going to be a lot of fun to... uh, kind of unwrap this whole idea of tone and timing in today's conversation. But before we get to that, we love starting each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug from you, our listening audience. Whether you reach out to us on iTunes or send us an email or leave us a voicemail at that 858-876-5663 number, we love sharing your stories because you give hope and you give encouragement to others in the One community. Mm -hmm. And this week's hug is brought to you by One Extraordinary Marriages. He zigs, she zags, get your communication on the same path. Remember how you felt when you first met your partner? How close you were, like you were soulmates? Now imagine having that same level of connection and intimacy for the life of your marriage. To become one of those couples that celebrates your 25th, 30th, or even 50th wedding anniversary while still being completely in love with each other. That's what he zigs, she zags bring to your marriage, brings to your marriage. But don't just take our word for it. Here's what a, a newlywed had to say. He said, I can honestly say there's no playbook or instruction manual to prepare you for this thing called marriage. He zigs, she zags has been our playbook when it comes to our communication. I just want to message you guys and say thank you. You're making a difference in our young marriage. Mm. So check it out at he zigs, she zags.com. And the hug that came in came from a wife. She said, Tony and Lisa, I've been listening to your podcast for about a month and have nearly listened to them all at least once, some more than once. I stumbled over your podcast by searching the word marriage on my podcast app and decided to just click it and see what happened. Praise God. Like so many. Yeah. So many of you here that listen week in and week out. That's your same story. She goes on to say, I'm so thankful I did. My husband and I have been married for seven years this August. We have two children. We married young due to an unplanned pregnancy. We had dated only five months before, but cared for each other very much. We most definitely felt pressure to commit in order to create an environment for our children that we both had growing up, both parents in the home. Despite the pressure of that, we had a wonderful time being together and growing together. Because of some family circumstances, I felt I had to tell my husband about an emotional connection to another man, even if it meant him being upset with me or worse. I couldn't carry the guilt of it. Long story short, when I confessed this to my husband, he then confessed several emotional affairs over the course of years, the most recent being two years ago. The root of this issue we have found was his addiction to pornography. I knew very little of this before we were married and just assumed that once we got married, he wouldn't need any of that anymore and it wouldn't affect us. I was sadly mistaken. I don't really have any questions because every time I have one, I just listen to your podcast and it seems you answer them every time. I just wanted to say thank you for sharing your story especially on how pornography has impacted your marriage because I haven't told anyone what's going on with us and that's very hard. I have no one to express my frustrations to or talk it out with when I'm hurting. At times when I express some of them to my husband, it hurts him that I'm still hurting 
and I can see he doesn't know what to do. Some of these times it's even driven us more apart talking about it. We have to de- pray and declare marriage proclamations over us daily in order to stay strong in our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Thank you for opening up and allowing God to use you. You've changed my perspective so much. In the past, we only had sex when I wanted to, which wasn't months, which wasn't much. I remember going weeks to months at a time without doing it. We have had such great intimacy since he was honest with me, and I feel like I am learning him all over again. Mm. It's so great. We've been doing the intimacy lifestyle since February of this year. Thanks again. So good. That's so good. And, and I mean, bless you both. And wow, you know, a lot, lot going on. I mean, I, I we get the pornography deal. We get it. Um, gosh, you know, sometimes it, it, sometimes things of that nature take a little time to, to get over. So don't, for those of you who are walking that path, don't, don't get so stuck in the muck that you're not moving forward fast enough. Mm-hmm. Believe me. I mean, it's, it's going to come. Don't worry. You keep, you keep going after your marriage though. You keep growing in your marriage. You keep asking those tough com- uh, questions and you keep answering them and, and you grow together and you're still going to stub your toe though. We still do ourselves and you just get re- yourself right back up and you go, you know what? That was in the past. Mm-hmm. And we're going to just keep moving forward. And Absolutely. sometimes you got to just tell yourself that. That's in the past. I'm going to get up. I'm going to keep moving forward. Absolutely. And yeah, I love that she talks about how, you know, they still struggle with their communication, but in that place, they pray over their marriage mm-hmm. and they pray over their marriage daily. And that is, that's a powerful way to build your marriage on a daily basis. And so, you know, a little bit of that, you know, cause she mentioned kind of the conversations that they're still having in their pain. Uh, you know, comes to the t- idea of timing in conversation. And that really is where we're tone and timing is what we're going to be talking about today, because I think you've probably all been on either the giving or the receiving end of some of these statements. I don't like the way you're talking to me. This is not a good time to talk. Can't you speak to me in a nicer tone of voice? Why do you always start a conversation before bed, before we're leaving, before sex? I, I mean, some of you are nodding your head going, that mm-hmm. was this morning, that was last night, that was this past week. Hmm. And it was interesting because we've said these things to each other. Um, one, the I don't like the way you're talking to me happened within the last week. Right. Um, and that was, you know, one of those times where we had to calmly do a little practice in tone and timing. And this idea for the show actually came up. We had recently attended a marriage course put on by C3 Church here in San Diego. And one of the first couples to speak actually brought up this idea of tone and timing. And, and Tony and I are just sitting there like, I'm scribbling notes because I'm the note taker in the marriage. And uh, I'm just like, that's fabulous. So we're taking what they shared with us and we're blowing it up so that all of you get the benefit of what we learned in that session because they really hit on this idea that there are two components. Yeah. Really, it's, it's the tone of your voice and it's the timing of your conversation. Because think about it, guys, when you're first dating, you know, I opened up the show talking about he's eggs, she's eggs. When you're first dating, your tone almost all the time is fabulous. You look beautiful. Oh, I know we've got this little problem, but I just want to talk, you know, like I'll use my soft voice. I'll, you know, maybe not bring up something. Yeah. I mean, you're just, you're on your best behavior and it, it's just like, you know, the 
fluffy unicorns and rainbows and you know whatever it is right well, and you're you know sometimes you're you, you want to have a, a certain tone but you'll bite your tongue right you know you'll you'll hold back others of you maybe not maybe you you know maybe your tone is what what it is and and you've been dishing that out and yet maybe your spouse is at the point where they're just like i get it but this is a little much now. Like the tone is too much all the time. You're, you're just, it's starting to just wear on me. Absolutely. Well, and and part of what happens too is, you know, you kind of go from that like just getting to know you stage where everything is, you know, roses and unicorns and it's all sweet and everything. And and then here's what happens. Over time, you, you kind of get the idea that this person's going to be around for a long time, right? So we get kind of lazy in our relationships. And what happens over the course of time is that we tend to take the person that we're supposed to be closest to, we tend to take them for granted. Like I can say anything I want to you in any tone of voice because you know what, I've got a ring on my finger and we share the same last name type of deal. So you're not going anywhere, right? And so we let our tone slide. We let our timing slide. We let our awareness of what's going on in the relationship just be like, yeah, you know, I got something to say to you. I'm just going to say it. Doesn't matter if you've had a bad day. Doesn't matter, you know, I'm just going to Speak my mind and I'm going to do it because I want to and I can't. And the reality is, is that this whole concept of tone and timing makes a big difference in how successful your conversations are going to have. Because I can tell Tony to have a good morning. Like he's, you know, have a good day at work. I can be like, have a good day at work, you know, or I can be like, have a good day at work. Because, you know, I got upset about something before he left the house and it's just like, well, I have to say this to you. So I'm going to say it, but my voice is going to be mean, nasty, short, and pick any one of those, right? And, and how do we send our spouses out into the world? Um, if I'm being kind of snippy, it does not send him off with like a shield to protect him from everybody else. It's a chink in his armor. And that's really what we need to get through here on, on the impact that when you don't care how you say something or what you say to your spouse, you're opening up both of you to a world of hurt, right? What I say to Tony impacts him. What he says to me impacts me. It's the same thing in your marriage. Yeah, and just last weekend, no kidding, you know, tone and timing is everything because I wasn't being very keyed into this. And so we had had a, a rather long day and I was beginning to struggle with this new app we have on our phone that's just ha helping us with our tasks and what we need to get done on a daily basis with One Extraordinary Marriage and all the things that are going on. And I'm just getting frustrated with this. And so I'm, I'm on my phone and I'm trying and I'm pushing through certain things and trying to get certain things set up. And my tone has begun to change. It is, it's more snarky. It's more pointed at Elisa, like you need to fix this or show me how to fix this type of a thing. And within that, and the timing wasn't great either, again, because it'd been a long day. We were sort of towards the end of the day, like going into dinner time, a whole nother shift in what we should have been preparing. And so I'm going on and I take a pause and she then repeats back everything to me. And I'm just right there. And, and my tone just picks up again. I'm like, you're not listening to me. Like, no, no, mind you, I've just told him everything he said to me first. Right. And, and he still has the nerve to say, you're not listening to me. 
and and I'm huffing. Twice. Not yeah. once, but twice. <laughs> you know, I'm getting my huff and puff on, and 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 again, she goes, "Listen to what you want done, and let me know if I'm on track." And it was it was at that moment that I realized that my tone had gone way out of hand, and I had to humble myself. Like I truly had to just sit there and just go, "Man, Tony," and this is what I was telling myself, "Man, Tony, you really." just went off the rails on that one. Like just going after Elisa, attacking her in, in my tone of voice, which, you know, it, it shouldn't have been a big deal. It really isn't that big of a deal. We, we were just having, I was having a, a frustration and yet I started unleashing that frustration on her. And this happens in all our marriages. Right. This isn't just a Tony did this. I mean, I can think of instances over the last week when I've did it, done it too. But you know, he he took the example this week, and yeah, I'm just gonna let him run with it. But you know, it's one of those things where the timing of the conversations is a big deal because it's not just how we say it; it's when we say it. I mean, he mentioned mm. right there that you know this was around dinner time. Okay, I mean, the hungry thing—that's legit. If your spouse is hungry or tired, you know probably not the best time to bring up some of these conversations. That's why I, you know, I opened the segment with, you know, why do you always bring things up before we're, you know, going to bed, leaving the house, getting ready to have sex, whatever it is. Because I, I know this from our own personal experience. I know it from the experience of the couples that I coach with. You can totally screw up a conversation by just picking the wrong time. Because if you've got some awareness of the fact that this is not a good time for your spouse, it's probably not a good time to have the conversation right? If they get, if they get the hangries, so the hungry, angry thing going on, feed them first. It'll be a better conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't talk about sex right before you're getting ready to have sex. That that's a timing thing that like, if, if I could just get couples to stop doing that, it would change your sex life. Right. I mean, that's not to say you can't talk about sex before sex, but if you're going to have any type of like constructive criticism in there, not the best time. Mm-hmm. And don't talk about sex in the bedroom. That's a whole nother thing. You know, have those conversations away from there. But when you start being aware of the tone of your voice, right? Because here's the thing, guys. You both deserve the respect of each other. Right. You both deserve to be treated in the way you want to be treated. But it starts with both of you making the decision that, you know what? If, you, if I don't want you to raise your voice at me, I shouldn't raise my voice at you. If I don't want Tony to interrupt me, I probably shouldn't interrupt him. And and I just need to say something. We all we all fall. We all come up short at times. And so we have to be able in those moments like I had to do, humble myself and just say I'm sorry. And for and for some, it can be that quick. You know, Lisa and I've been doing this long enough. We know when we screw up and we know we got to just make up and move on. For some of you who are just getting started, it may take you a little while. Like you need to go take a walk around the block or two or three walks around the block, cool yourself off and walk yourself in there and say, you know what, honey? I was, I misstepped my, myself there. My tone was way out of control. The timing was out of, it wasn't, it wasn't at the perfect time. You know, that's where I see so many couples and Elisa and I see so many couples getting messed up 
in, or in the, not messed up, but in this cycle, mm-hmm. right? It, it's a cycle. Well, I, I did that, and but but she lashed back out at me, so it's her fault, you know. So she needs to make up to me, and it's like, no, dude, no, J- you know, take some time, realize that you brought it up at the wrong time, you know. She was there cooking. She had five people on her having to take care of, plus she was trying to get dinner ready. And, and you just, you know, negated all of that just for your own purpose. That's not a good place to be, you know? So sometimes we, we do need to just go, wow, I messed up. I'm sorry. Let's move forward. And, you know, there are going to be times when you're not going to want to, right? Because we get a little stubborn and we get a little set in our ways. And that's ultimately the time that you have to do it first. Mm-hmm. right? That you have to change your tone and, and the words that you're choosing to have a different outcome. Because the truth of the matter is that if you want to have success in your conversations, you've got to be tuned into your spouse. Right. You don't get to just, you don't, just because you're married does not give you the privilege just to, to say whatever you want, whenever you want, just because you want to. That, that's not an inherent privilege when you slide a finger on a ring onto somebody's finger and say, I do. Right? You still, like I saw an Instagram post last week that says, after you get married, stay engaged. And I thought that was brilliant because here's the thing. You have to stay engaged with the person that you're married to. You have to know what's going on with them. You have to know, you know, no, you know, as we're talking about the timing thing, and I know Tony used the phrase perfect timing. Honestly, there's not ever going to be like perfect timing right. to bring things up, but there is definitely better timing, right? There's knowing that the kids aren't going to be tearing through the living room when you're trying to have a conversation on your finances. Because guess what? That timing, lousy. Because they're probably running through saying, mommy, I want this. Daddy, I need a new pair of shoes. It's sports season, whatever. And you're like, ay, ay, ay. Right? Or when there's something going on with the you know extended family. I got to say something though about the kids. And I've seen this in, in myself as well recently is when, and I love my kids. I do. I mean, so proud of my son yesterday. Played his first Pop Warner game of the season and just just killed it. I mean, I just so, so, so proud of him. And my daughter and all she does with her Circus Soleil stuff, I'm proud of them. And yet, when Elise and I are trying to have conversations, and for those of you who have kids and know when they're just chirping in your ear and you're trying to get a word in with your spouse, but it's like every fifth word that they're saying, you're finally getting a word in, it, it can really start to, to drive you nuts. Mm-hmm. And, and so like Elisa was saying there, you know, get yourself away from that situation so you can have a better conversation. It, it absolutely impacts you. And it impacts them too, because you're also setting the example for how they're going to, I mean, we've said this before, you're setting the example for what your kids are going to do. And you're also setting the, the example of what the priority is in the marriage. Mom and dad, husband and wife need to be able to have conversations. And as we dig into this whole idea of like, what do you do next, right? How do you deal with tone and timing your marriage? The first thing that you have to do is that you have to realize that you can control your tone of voice, and the timing of your conversations. You can choose how you're going to speak to your spouse. Even in those moments when you're angry or frustrated, guess what? You still have a choice. 
Don't tell me they push all your buttons. Don't tell me, well, if they say this, then I'm going to say this. Because guess what? They're not physically controlling your mouth. They're not. You get to choose whether or not you're going to swear at your spouse. It's like I, I tell all my coaching clients in the very first coaching call when we're on there together, I'm like, if you swear at your spouse, I will absolutely interrupt you because there's no, there's no room for that working with me. I don't tolerate it right? because it's disrespectful to them and to me, right? That's tone of voice, guys. You can control your tone of voice. You can choose when you're going to bring up the serious talks, Right? And I'm not talking about the, hey, honey, how was your day? I'm talking about, we need to sit down and talk about our sex life. We need to talk about our prayer life. We need to talk about our finances. We need to talk about you know, an issue with the kids. You can choose the timing. This does not mean you get to avoid the conversations. It just means that you have an awareness of what's going on with your spouse so that you're not just like, hey, you just walked in the door from work, honey. I'm so glad you're here. Let's talk about what happened to Johnny at school today. And he's like, I, I haven't even turned off the car right? Like the car, the engine's not even cold. And I, I'm trying to process, you know, you just gave me 30 different directions there. And I've been in the house for 30 seconds. Um, that's timing, right? You get to choose that. You also, and Tony brought this up, you get to choose how you respond to your spouse's tone of voice. And this is a big one because there are times when your spouse is going to come at you because they got their own stuff going on and their tone of voice is going to be horrible. Mm-hmm. We've all been on the receiving end of that. And if you haven't been, you've probably only been married for 15 minutes. So it, it more than likely it's coming. Um, but there are times when we're hurt by our spouse's words. There are times when we're angered by their words. And just like you can control what comes out of your mouth and what you say to them, you also have control over how you respond to them. And first and foremost, you know, we have to come at this response from a place of love. Mm-hmm. They chose us. We chose them, right? You chose each other. A- and way back when, whenever that choice was made, there was a lot of love there. And there was a lot, you know, and I don't know what's happened in your marriage that over the years has changed the tone, has changed the timing of your conversations. What I do know is that you can, you can rekindle that same spirit that you had at the beginning, no matter whether you've been married for two years or 12 years or 22 years. Tone and timing is not something that has to go away and be permanently a part of your past, right? It can be as fresh today as it was when you got butterflies in your, I mean, I was talking coaching clients the other day and the wife was sharing how, you know, they, they've been obviously having some challenges. That's why we're working together. And she was sharing how, when he engages in conversation with her in a particular way, she still gets the little flutter feeling in her mm-hmm. stomach. Mm-hmm. And she's like, at least you know what I'm talking about, right? I'm like, absolutely. I know what you're talking about. And, and I was saying to the husband, I said, I hope you're taking notes because what she's telling you is a serious clue in to tone and timing right. for her. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm taking notes. I'm like, good. Because you know, if your wife's going to give you a blueprint to her heart, Take it and use it. Grab that one. That's a gift. That's a huge gift. And, you know, this whole idea of timing, anything that's important in your life, guys, I'm guessing you either have a paper calendar or an electronic calendar that manages all of your important timing things, right? 
Get your spouse on there. Get these conversations on your calendar. Yeah, and it, gosh, emotional intimacy. It, it's something we talk about almost every week. No matter where we're going, no matter what we're talking about, we talk about emotional intimacy. Because every time that we work with couples and they get their emotional intimacy on the same path and they get cranking at it, everything else falls into place. You want your sex life to fall into place? You want to have the intimacy lifestyle? Get your emotional intimacy going. You want your financial intimacy to get cranking? You know, you want to get out of debt? Get your emotional intimacy working together. You know, you want your spiritual intimacy rocking and rolling with your spouse? Work on your emotional intimacy. No kidding, we talk to our spouse every single day. And the thing is, if you have... We're talking about, you know, setting up a time for this conversation and you're like, how do I do this? And what do I, you know, like, oh, okay, great. Now I've got this date for a conversation. What do I do? You need to get he's ex, she's ex. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm just going to th- put it out there because the thing is the entire first module is dedicated to having conversations like this, where you set up the time, you set up the agenda, you set up, you know, all of the details, everything from when you're going to do it to what you're going to talk about. We put it all the, like the outline is part of the module, mm-hmm. and then we share with you how to do it. So, you know, we're not going to take up valuable time on this show, but if you've got any curiosity about how to do that, you need to get he's eggs, she's eggs, because that's just one module out of six. Yeah, and you can check that out at he's eggs, she's eggs dot com. But th- that's the thing, and the and and why I say the emotional intimacy is so important, right? I gave you the story of what happened with Elise and I last week with that conversation. That conversation seven, eight years ago would have blown us up for probably a week. No kidding. It would have blown us up for a week. Instead, it blew us up during the conversation and probably about five or 10 minutes afterwards. And that was it. So the conversation itself was probably all of about two minutes because most of you know you can you can have the wrong tone and the wrong timing. And within a few minutes, it, it, it's game over. Like... Somebody is shut down. Somebody is not listening. Um, somebody's feelings have been hurt. Somebody walked out the door. You guys know that just as well as I do. What makes a difference, though, is how fast you can recover from that. Mm-hmm. And that's where the emotional intimacy, if you're willing to build that foundation, I don't care if you've been married a year or 30 years, if you're willing right now to build that emotional intimacy foundation, it is seriously going to make a huge difference in your life, even when little things like this happen, instead of it being a week of just being blown up, it's 10 minutes. Right. Right. And that's, you know, people ask us all the time. They're like, well, you know, you and Tony have the perfect marriage, right? And I'm like, oh, Mm. (laughs) let me, let me tell you about last week. I mean, these are the kind of conversations we have. What's changed in our marriage, honestly, is our recovery time. Right. Because we're still going to have, we're still going to screw up tone and timing, guys. Yeah. Right, we're still going to have those times when something externally we're aware of them has has impacted us, right? Or we bring something up because we think it's a crisis right now. It's not really a crisis, and the timing is just bad. The thing that's changed for us over the last seven years is our recovery time. Mm-hmm. You know, like Tony said, it used to take us a week. <laughs> I'm like, and there, I, I can tell you right now, there would be no sex that week because. Heck no, if I'm upset, we're not having sex. There's there's no cuddling going on. There's no physical intimacy going on. There's very little conversation going on. So the emotional intimacy drops. Talk about finances. It was a a prime time to be like, oh, I'm going to just go out and just buy whatever I want right now then because I'm upset at you. 
So I'm going to just do some shop therapy. Boom. I'm going to just go buy what I want. Wow. Let's add some, let's add some gas to the fire. Absolutely. And yet now I look at it and I'm like, yeah, I mean, and we don't even bring it up again. We bring it up to share with you guys, but in our marriage and our day-to-day conversation, it's not something hasn't been brought up. It hasn't been brought up. Right. Because tone and timing matters. Right. It matters how you choose. Like, I just want to recap. It matters what you say. It matters how you respond. It matters when you have these conversations. You want to see a shift in your marriage? Start thinking about your tone and timing. Start thinking about how, how that's played out up to the point that you listen to this podcast and start thinking about how you're going to take these steps heading into this next week to say, you know what? I can control myself, right? I can make my own decisions on what I'm going to say, how I'm going to say it, and how I'm going to respond. And I'm going to come at my spouse in a spirit of love to say, you know what? I love you. We're going to talk through this. Mm-hmm. I love you. I'm not going to fly off the handle when you say something to me. I love you. I'm in this for the long haul. Yeah. So this week, what we're going to work on, all of us, tone and timing. We, ha- we have a choice. Each of us, we have that choice. So let's choose this week to use a loving tone to our spouse. If a, conversa- if a conversation needs to be talked about or there's a topic that needs to be talked about this week, let's pick a time when it works. Not right in the middle, right before dinner with kids all around, everybody's hungry. So let's work on that together as a family, as the one family. And let's support each other through this. Because I believe and Elisa believes that if we work on this together, we can see explosion, mass explosion in marriages around the world. We love you guys. You have yourselves a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week.